are recording. I'm hitting the theme song. song is over and you can't hear it so i have to tell you that <laughs> so how you been dude i've been good i've been good how have you been i'm good i'm good man just uh been doing a ton of podcast stuff it's a lot yeah. of work yeah <laughs> all the editing and getting it posted and i got a good hosting company now and i'm on all the major uh yeah. all the major things so oh i gotta transition this hold on there we go Yes, I'm on all the major platforms now, which is really cool. I'm getting downloads all over the place. So yeah, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If anybody who's listening doesn't know me personally, please reach out. I want to meet you and find out <laughs> your feedback. And uh, Dylan and I did a sort of podcast project, what, probably about a year ago now or something? Uh, something like that. Probably, yeah, it was, I think it was like in June, wasn't okay. it? Okay, okay. Eight months. Yeah, call yeah. it eight months. Sure. Yeah. We did a lot of stuff about tech, sciencey kind of things, and yeah. mostly, and uh, it was cool. It was good. Maybe maybe we'll release it one day. <laughs> we didn't have a yeah. name or anything. But, uh, perpetually unnamed podcast. Perpetually unnamed. Oh my god! I keep getting this encoding overload on. Yeah, and then it goes away. I keep getting this encoding overload on my computer because my graphics card is like, you know, almost non-existent. <laughs> and, you said uh, you're on a surface, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, I actually realized I have an overlay on OBS too that says uh, it has our names in the corners, but I didn't change it to have your name, so it says Joe. <laughs> oh, cool. I guess I'm Joe now. I guess, yeah. I mean, you don't look anything <laughs> like him, so it'll be obvious, but... Um, so I guess it's worth mentioning that you and I previously did a podcast, uh, on virtual reality Yeah, yeah. and talked a whole lot about it and we'll probably end up recapping a bunch of it. But the reason that we're specifically, the reason we're sitting down today is because you got your hands on a VR headset, right? Yeah. Yep. So basically I guess my initial thoughts of it were like, well, what we were, were your talking... thoughts? What, what were your thoughts before you got it? Yeah, yeah. So Let's that's what I was thinking. So when we were talking last time, I guess my thoughts were it seemed really gimmicky. Like I didn't know if it would really go anywhere. I didn't know if it was really the future of anything. Didn't know how popular it would really become. Um, and so recently, when I came into it again, I kind of heard mostly what kind of biased me, like and swung me into getting it this time around. Was there was a game that I was playing that people had mentioned supported it decently well mm -hmm. and i was like oh well this kind of game i could see working decently like maybe i professionally i'm in the tech space a whole lot it's a yeah. passion of mine i'm in the gaming space so like something that kind of aligns with a lot of the stuff that i do and i was like well maybe i should pick it up this is a game that i totally play in it and so maybe i'll get my feet wet in it and see what the space is really like so i picked up a samsung odyssey which is um kind of a part of this the existing uh 
VR space is kind of dominated by things like the PlayStation VR, things like Oculus Rift and the HTC Vive, which are kind of the three big players in the space. Yeah, like when you ask somebody what VR, they'll they'll say like, oh, is that the, you know, the Vive or the Oculus? You know, those are kind of big names, yeah. Yeah, so those were the big name ones. And it turns out that uh, Microsoft kind of got involved a little bit and were like, well, there's a million of these different things kind of popping up let's have like a unified way of doing it. So they came out with what they call Windows Mixed Reality or Microsoft Mixed Reality, depends on where, where, where and when you look at the name from. But mm-hmm. um, it's basically a, trying to make the software more standard so it's easier for game developers to support multiple different sets. Um, so the one that I picked up was a Samsung one. This the Basically what convinced me to get it were like the specs were kind of higher than the Oculus Rift, higher than the Vive, but not as expensive as some of the higher end ones and stuff like that. So um why is that, that you think so i mean i think this you would different... think that more expensive usually would be obviously you sure. and i um know that that's not always the case but what do you think was the case specifically sure. there so i think part of why oculus is more expensive to begin with was that they were a small company trying to get a, a startup going and everything and they were initially pretty expensive they've come down in price i think when i was looking it was 400 um for the Oculus Rift and the HTC Vive was 600, and so this is was 500. It was right down the middle. Okay. Um, I think HTC's is more expensive because when it was released, this was also a few years ago. It's like a somewhat older model at this point, um, and they're. I think it's more expensive because at the time that was like kind of ballpark for like these sorts of things, and they were hitting a good price point. I think now that VR has become more popular, there's more demand for it. There's more models coming out, so the price can drop a little bit. Okay. Um, and I think their next model that comes out, maybe that'll change the way that they price for like specs versus price sort of discrepancy. But uh, also, the one that I picked up was a Samsung one, and Samsung does displays and all these sorts of things. Okay. A whole lot, and they probably have more of the parts ready to go and stuff like that. And they're doing yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Um, I think that's part of it. I think it's also Samsung needs a way to kind of sell it, right? And if they can sell it as a cheaper alternative, then that gets them. Yeah, little... they can probably eat a little bit of the cost more yeah. readily than some yeah. of these other companies because they have their hands in fucking washing machines and TVs yeah, and everything. God but they also else, they yeah. sell displays to everybody, and I think the major uh, expensive component of a VR headset is the display. So yeah, they, that makes they sense. That in-house, they probably can get it cheaper too and everything. But yeah, and I mean the spe- the spe- specs wise, it's only slightly ahead of the others. It's not like it's huge leaps and bounds ahead or anything. So mm-hmm. it's not. Like surprising but um yeah it's a it was a decent it was a decent bump so that was okay kind of my sway into it um but yeah so i guess my kind of take on it now is that uh vr i think there is a lot of stuff in the space going on and i think there's a lot more than i thought initially but it still seems like it's a bit of a gimmicky space and it's definitely a bit of a cash grab at this point Um, yeah there's a lot of i was noticing a lot of the games for it it's like you get a pretty simple game that's kind of like what you would expect to pay on like an app store for a mobile game for like two bucks and they're like 20 dollar games here Hmm. so it's like i think part of that kind of comes back to the supply and demand sort of thing like there's not as many people playing vr games it's not any easier to make it it's actually harder so like people buying it you got to sell it for a higher price point um but there's definitely it definitely seems like it's a lot of like gimmicky sorts of stuff still. They're kind of figuring out what the spaces are here and there and like what, what's, a, what's a good idea, what people want, what people don't want. Um, but I think there are like a few gems in the space that really like hammer home what we should be doing. And there were a couple things that I could see 
more so where this is like where this would actually have and now i th i just briefly read i didn't want to get into the conversation i apologize for that at the time but you started telling yeah. me some of the some of your opinions on it and you said you used yeah. it you saw a thing where um people had like an avatar in like a, a shared vr space like to have yeah. like meetings and stuff like that yeah so I guess there's kind of two there's two takes on it that are like the kind of adv like advantages that I see happening. One being the thing that you're mentioning. I think um, there's this game called. There's, aside from all of the kind of cash grabs, there's a few games that like manage to do free things, and I'm like, I don't know how they're doing this. Like one of them is by Valve that did like a bunch of free games all in one mm -hmm. bundle, and it was really interesting. It's Valve, and they have a ton of money because they're they they run they're if for those who don't know, it's uh, they run Steam, which is a huge gaming platform. So. Mm -hmm. They have a ton of money to throw around. They can throw things out for free like this. Kind of yeah, I saw. I, I I see a lot of criticism. Just to sidetrack real quick, I, I I'm on Reddit a lot, and anytime anything comes up about Valve, everyone's just freaking out because they don't make they, you know they don't make games anymore. And they said Valve realized why well, make games when we can just make money instead. And, <laughs> you know that's the whole Pretty like. Much. That's why Half Life Three never happened. And yeah, blah, I mean. Blah, blah. That, I, Valve, Valve could be a whole topic of its own, but they sure, kind of sure. slowed down in their game production and ramped up on their uh, kind of gaming as a service sort of. Stuff. Right, right. I guess somebody had to do it. So yeah. So I mean, to to speak more to um, VR specifically, one of the interesting things that Valve did as well was um, kind of seeing the same thing that Microsoft did, where they, uh, Microsoft was like, "There's a whole space of like people doing a million different things here." Valve kind of did a similar sort of thing from the other end, where they're like. Um, because they run Steam, Steam is a hosting service for a ton of other games, so you can basically use it to download other games. Um, and what Valve did here is they made what they call Steam VR, which mm. is kind of a um, platform that developers can write their games to, kind of integrates with all of the Steam ecosystem and platform, and they kind of made a uh, like a version of Steam that runs in VR, so you can like launch your other games and everything, but they also made it so that... Um, That's really smart. The, uh, yeah, yeah. So, they, so you don't even have to go on. into the real world to load, load your games up. <laughs> right, which is a thing of its own. But <laughs> they made it so uh, both uh, all the Microsoft stuff from the hardware, all the Microsoft makes reality hardware, the Oculus Rift and the, um, and the HTC Vive can all use what's called Steam VR, and it kind of knows how to plug into each of the three and run any of the games that support it in any of them. So it kind of means anyone... And they, I don't know how, I don't know like all the specifics of it, obviously, but um, they've managed to take a lot of the games that are kind of uh, specific to the HTC Vive and have made it available to the other platforms as well, which has kind of made the space grow even more. And more. Now, let me ask you a question because I haven't played around with VR for more than like a couple minutes at a friend's house. And sure. I like, I have the Google Pixel and that has the Daydream, you know, thing yep. on it. I don't really know much about it. I haven't played with sure. it because I don't have a headset. Sure. But I get the impression that there are di – like, obviously, there are different VR systems that have different, like, uh, amounts of input features. Mm -hmm. Like, some of them are just, like – like, if I want Netflix VR, which is a thing, I can just – like, that just has, like, a – like, what well, that would just need, like, a D-pad and a select and a back or something. Sure. Like, there are sure. some of them that have – like, the, the PlayStation VR has, like, two controllers and a bunch of buttons and, like – there's a whole lot going on, but like I'll go to um, I was in Walmart the other day, and they had they were like had clearance VR headsets for a dollar. You know, it's a thing you just put your um, you put your phone, phone into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it had no buttons or anything like that. And I'm right. like, why would this even be useful to anyone? Because I was almost like, oh, for a dollar, I guess I'll just get it just to play around. But 
there's no way to have any input for it or anything. So there, sure. you know, what's the point even? So, so my, is... so the reason I'm asking that is because you're saying that there's all these games that were designed for a specific system and, and valve made them available sure. to other systems, meaning that uh, like my assumption is that there might be some compatibility issues because they have different yeah, amounts so, of input and stuff. So, um, this gets into like a kind of debate about, well, what is VR quote unquote? Okay. okay. Um, so to start off, I think, Probably the dollar sorts of things that you're seeing were what what uh, Google initially launched as Google Cardboard, which was basically like it's just a, a thing that holds it in front of your eyes and blocks yeah, the light which out. Yeah, like it's like a simpler version of Daydream. If you're, it sounds like you're familiar with, but it's basically mm -hmm. like you slot the phone, like you slot your smartphone into it, and then it knows how to like use the smartphone to make it look 3D, but there's no extra input. Um, and so from there, like, is like that it just VR? uses the accelerometer and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, it depends yeah, so on what you're doing. If you're just watching right. a video, you know right. what I mean? If you're watching it as an, uh, you know, a video experience, then sure. But, but you, you can't actually interact with it other like than look free. around, you know, like if yeah. it's a 360 degree video kind of thing, you looking around is the only kind of input that you're having. Right. Um, versus like, you know, obviously you can't play any kind of game with that because you don't, you yeah. know. Yeah. So Unless... in the early games, there were some games that were like based on just turn your head towards the thing and it shoots it sorts of stuff. So it was like really okay. simple. Right, like, right. I don't know that anyone would really call that like a VR game anymore these days. Sure. But like, um, so like the first foray into it was basically just mount something to your face. You can't see the real world anymore and it's 3D and then call that VR, quote unquote. Um, there are a few uses. I have one of those. The only thing I really ever used it for was there's um, with Google Cardboard, there's like a camera app you can get for your phone that lets you like, basically take what seems like a panorama picture but mm. then when you load it in a vr headset it actually has recorded all the like 3d depth information so it kind of gives you like a 3d 360 degree view that's and neat. so like, when i was like when i was like hiking and stuff i'm like oh look at this cool vista i just got to like take a panorama of it and then you load it up in v this vr and you can look around and like lean your head and stuff and yeah, like yeah, yeah that's really yeah. neat it's, it's like simplistic but like it it, it serves a kind of it serves a purpose to it sure yeah, I mean, um, it could even be argued that like virtual reality doesn't e isn't even close to existing yet. If you want to go down sure, that yeah. road, you know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. until you can, until there's haptic feedback and and like for I the move full my body, big toe and it knows, and right? it knows, yeah, exactly, yeah, and like you breathe heavily and like you know you get out of breath as your character does and stuff like that. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. I mean, we're light years from stuff right. like that. Exactly. So there's like all different levels of what is virtual reality sure so, sure um i think the kind of next step into it is like the daydream sort of stuff where you have the phone mounted and then you have some sort of input controls mm -hmm. um the difference with what i think i would consider vr and what steam and valve like what valve is considering steam vr is they do require that you do have um they require the headset and then they have like a standard for what the controller must support for it okay. to be a VR controller. Okay. So some of the games they'll allow like if the game supports gamepad input anyway, you can use a VR headset and you can use a gamepad and you can play it. And then they Just have like another any Bluetooth standard. or whatever, anything you can manage yeah, to like, hook up. Yeah, like you can play. Uh, usually it's like a PS4 controller, or an Xbox 360, or Xbox One controller. You can okay. plug in or whatever. And then you have yeah. like, and then you have like a way to do input and you have the 3D headset. Right. And so. Right. This gets into another, there, this is like kind of where the next line gets drawn, where there's like seated VR, which is like, you sit still, you can turn your head and look around, and you're like moving your character using the gamepad and the right. controller. Or you're right. on a track. 
you know or yeah yeah or those sorts of things and then like the next layer is like what they call um i, I don't remember if it's like stand some people call it standing some people call it room vr but it's like where you set up a like 12 by 12 foot box in your house and you like have a free open area where you can walk around right tethered to your computer and so those kind of get into different types of things. The initial thing that I bought VR for was basically a game that you use the gamepad for anyway. So it was like basically a seated VR sort of experience. And that's what I first got into. And that's, it's interesting, but a lot of those games are really designed for VR and the interaction's a little weird. And that was like what my initial impression of VR was like before I bought it, like that was kind of like where I thought it was kind of going. And I think um, that is interesting, but it's not the best that VR has to offer. And I think if you, get the wireless controllers that um, are made for VR and they can like actually they're more like Wiimotes that have extra buttons on them and stuff. Right, and right. Any of the PlayStation stuff, this is basically what they do. Right. Um, and those controllers can be tracked very well and then it can tell where your hands are in space and you have a few buttons of input. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, you like walk around the room and it's a totally oh, it's wow. That's really cool. Um, so I guess also one thing that did occur to me is another reason why the Samsung one is cheaper is that the uh, HTC Vive and the Oculus Rift both have this setup where you put the headset on, but you leave like a couple of like signal beacon sorts of things um, set up by your computer. And those basically, I'm not entirely sure exactly what they're tracking, but they're, I know that they do track the um, the hand pieces, the controllers that you hold. Okay. And so then even if you like walk around the room, those things from the front of the room are basically tracking where you are and where the uh, controllers are. The way that um, the Windows kind of approach is kind of changing things is they instead of doing it that way, they mount cameras to the front of the headset and oh. they track the controllers from your point of view. Huh, um, interesting. Which means less hardware to deal with. It also makes it a lot easier to set up because you basically like, instead of setting these things up around your room, all you have to do is plug the headset into the computer and like right. point it at the screen and then like walk around the room to know where the boundaries are hmm. and like you're good to go. Instead of like setting That's up neat. a couple different towers marking where those are in space and then kind of trimming those around right right the one disadvantage to the, so there's less hardware to deal with it's a little bit easier to set up the one uh problem is that like for right now the cameras face forward so if you like put your arm behind you the controllers right. are just seen disappears anymore. yeah well so they do because they still have accelerometer they can like track them to an extent but it gets less accurate so like, right. oh, okay. sometimes it'll lose track of it and like it disappears altogether sometimes like if you do like a quick motion behind you and come back forward it's still there but yeah okay so there's a little bit of differences there. Um, but so I guess to kind of loop back around to where you were saying, like I had was talking about uh, a kind of virtual meeting space sort of mm -hmm. thing and people. Um, so that was like a standing VR experience. And so there was this game called, um, I think it's called Rec Room, which is like Recreation Room or whatever. And it's fairly simple. It has like a few different, um, it has like a few different like mini games sorts of things. So it has like, a version where there's like one thing where you go to like the lobby and you're kind of just in like this like general meeting space sort of thing with other people okay and then there's like a things like paintball and there's things like laser tag and things like soccer and stuff like that and so the way that these work is that you basically um in these you you, you have like the two handheld controllers and they can like kind of track your hands in space mm -hmm. and it can also track your head with like all the head mounted stuff and so these kind of give you an avatar that you can kind of like customize make it look the way you want sort of thing yeah that sort of thing but um they also have um as you walk around the room it maps your avatar in space as well and then they do live like um, they have stuff with like microphones and stuff too so you can like live chat with people right so you can like walk up to people and talk to them Whoa. and then they also 
there's stuff like this in like VR chat and stuff like that, which are kind of a different way of doing it. But these, yeah. because you actually are holding physical controllers in your hands, yeah. they also map where your hands are in space, right. which to me, like totally crossed the boundary. And I don't know if this is going to be easy to explain to someone that like hasn't experienced it, but like for one example is like, um, there, there's like in the laser tag game, you're running around and you're like carrying the gun and you can see the person person's like gun like actually move around and yeah. so like instead of like a shooter where like the person is like in a very rigid stance and like runs forward really rigidly right. and like turns shoots turns right shoots, right right instead like the person's head is doing this thing and like their hands are like going oh wow crazy. so it's like a very different it feels much more natural and then they do this thing where um in the laser tag one where if one of your teammates it's like a team base it's like four on four or whatever if one of your teammates gets tagged out if you walk up and like high five each other then it like tags them back in and like it's this like totally crossed the line for me was like whoa what the hell i can tell that like i'm interacting with a person when i like put up my hand and like see them like hit it it was just like a very different thing. And does and is it like, like vibrate real quick or something when you do um, it or something? I don't think or? they. I don't think they have any rumble or anything. But it's like oh, okay. because you can see the person like turn and look at you and like put their hands up and they're like help help and then oh, you like God. run over to them and you're like this like Whoa. it's a very different sort of thing. Interesting um, man. And so then there's things like uh like when me like when I'd like go fight a guy and like I'd like would kill each other or something we'd be sitting there like stuck waiting for someone to like hang out and we could like chat with each other be like oh hey man like good shot or like oh we can <laughs> and, stuff. and it's like you can kind of see their gesture like body language it transfers a lot and you can like see by like gesturing quickly you can kind of see bits of what they're doing and it just makes it much more human to human interaction instead of like human. well that's interesting too because you know like i've been playing um just for example i've been playing star wars battlefront 2 yeah lately and we don't have to go into the whole uh, controversy around that game. Yeah. Right. Um, right. I didn't buy it. I'm just using a shared account with my cousin. So uh, don't judge me. Uh, <laughs> I didn't give EA my money. I um, could, yeah, I couldn't do it. I, I was like, I really want to play a Star Wars game, but I don't know that it's I a fun. Support. It's a fun game, man. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Um, right. But, you know, I'll be on a squad. I'll spawn with like, you know, um, seven other people. And I can't fucking talk to them unless we're friends on Xbox and we join up a party. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. we're, we're even right now, the way things are, are so disconnected from what you're talking about. Like, why yeah. can't I talk to them? Forget about the seeing them move their, their gun around in real time and stuff like that. Right. I can't even talk to them with their character. Yeah. Like, re- like, And that's the thing, too, is I understand that it probably would be a lot more data. Because I, I found out recently that apparently, like, playing a game on the internet with other people there's not as much data transfer as i thought there would be like no, it's, it's really like just bits yeah it's like because you already have all the textures and models and stuff on right, your system all your moves, it's literally all your... just the location of where things are yeah. at a certain You're point translating in translating like three numbers that mean where they are in space three numbers that mean which direction they're pointing and yeah. like if they're shooting if they're doing this thing or if they're doing that thing so it's like you do have to send it at a sample rate that's pretty high, so you're sending that probably sixty times a se- like thirty to sixty times a second. But wow. like, that's like a few kb a second. Right. But like any reasonable amount of audio or video, co- like any reasonable this would be way more than that. Yeah. Like one twenty eight or higher. Right? Exactly. That's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, I understand that it would be a large, yeah. a large, you know, big increase. But yeah. you know, but with that being said, like if I was in an Xbox party with those with those seven people, there would be no yeah. issue you know, yeah. but it's not going to, you know, 
the, the well, alternative kind of keeping you down by like making you right like they're adding like a friction to it so people aren't using it so they don't have to support well really. the, i think the difference would be that the audio would have to be going through the servers of the game versus yeah, yeah. what was it microsoft server or was it is what well, is it p2p I mean, if you're doing i mean microsoft could set it up so that the xbox servers would handle it just yeah audio a different way but yeah. that's a technical sorts of thing right but, well, I can dream. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, but like, but I, it's just so crazy that it's like you know, at the same time, people. both of these things are happening. You know. Yeah, yeah, but it's a very. I mean, there's a lot of controversy around this, and I kind of. Um, oh, this is like one other thing that I wanted to bring up is that like there's a lot of online games where like, um, where audio is a first party thing, and there's a lot of people afraid that like that's going to turn into people like shit talking each other a lot, like being mean, harassing. Oh no. Oh, right? you sure, poor sure. babies. Sure, but like, um, what I've noticed is that like in in text it's really bad. In voice, it's like it happens. It's not the worst thing. But like when I was playing a bunch of these, like where you actually see the people moving around and everything, it's like so much lower than anywhere else. And I'm like, is this actually because obviously, it's dude? It just, yes, like, yes, text? man. Hold on. Uh, th- now, <laughs> yes, absolutely, yes. Because sure. oh, yeah. this is like the third conversation I've had about this this week. But it's like. When you when you are talking to some when you're texting somebody, yeah, that's almost none, like percentage wise, of what it actually takes to effectively communicate with someone. Like right. that, it's it's <laughs> it boiled down is not even the right way to put it. It's like right. one t- percent of a percent of what you actually get when you are speaking face to face with someone. And yeah. what you're talking about this VR thing, it brings back maybe some sort of rudimentary eye contact. You know what yeah. I mean? Seeing the person physically in front of you, which activates certain things in your in your yeah. lizard brain, you know? Um, you get all the inflection. You know what I mean? You have context. You have, um, pr- you know, rudimentary body language. You know what I mean? So it's like you're getting all these things back that are what keep people from that empathy turning off. You yeah, know what right, I mean? Right, right, There's right. a lack of empathy when you're just sent, typing in you know all the all things that i don't even want to yeah repeat that people say on uh, you know on gaming stuff but it's like yeah that if you actually have to face the person even if it's not real there's still part of your brain that's like they're in front of me i don't have the balls to say this crazy shit while they're in front of me you know so i think it is i think it is that simple i think it is because they're they're right there you know and i think that's uh i think that's a good thing that we're approaching that because maybe you know maybe there is hope because the way that things have been for the last you know decade with the you know when texting got like real popular and shit it's like it's fucking i feel like it's fucking people all up you know (laughs) yeah and people don't know how to handle it it's like i hear people say i don't know the whole like cyberbullying thing dude it's such a strange phenomenon because like okay well just just get off facebook yeah. Just don't fucking go on there. Yeah. Find a different way to get your gratification. And then people can't climb inside your soul the way that they apparently are. Like, Yeah, I, I mean, know. a lot of the things is, is like it's it's hard to kind of take a stance on it when it is like you are opting into it, right? It's not like someone's yeah. chasing around doing it. It is something that you are Right, when it, like if it's at school and you have to be there and that's because right. it's the only school yeah. in your area and they're in your grade and yeah. they're in your class and they fucking hate you and they pick on you and nobody believes you or blah, 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 whatever. That's yeah. very real, and I get that, and I have all the sympathy in the world for people who are bullied, like in that kind of context. Yeah. But if it's on your fucking computer, dude, like for real, like you really, there's really <laughs> nothing you can do about that. Yeah. And it's and the problem is that like people get so wrapped up in their um, 
you know, what they think their identity is. You know, it's on some website where they're part of the community and then they get bullied on there and, all, and you know, they have a bunch of friends on that website so they can't just leave it, blah, blah, blah. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't know. It's it's a, such weird. We're in such a weird period with this whole internet yeah. thing and we don't know how to handle it yet. We don't know how to handle any of it. So it's <laughs> promising that VR is like uh, kind of on the horizon that, yeah. you know, if maybe while we're still alive, um, VR can maybe be some sort of, yeah, at least beginning of a remedy to all this crazy. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that there's a lot of space for these sorts of like, um, like I can kind of see now how like in a meeting sort of thing where you're like trying to interact with people like on a professional level, like this sure. makes more sense. Does it replace something like Skype or whatever? Where like you what we're doing, yeah. Face? I don't like, I don't know, like maybe with certain things, maybe not, but um, I definitely see that there is some potential to it, but it definitely still has its flaws. It's still definitely like in its infancy and sure. we have to see where it goes. But um, I mean, I would say maybe for purposes of like, you know, it's like I real I I wonder. It's it's even hard to do thought experiments without actually you know doing the thing. But yeah. you know, being somebody who like worked in a a setting that I had to communicate with people on the computer like constantly, it I think it would have helped a lot to be able to have that kind of those communication um, advantages that you know we were talking about a minute ago with being able yeah. to see each other's faces and stuff like that. Whereas you know, obviously it'd be way down the road, but if they're just sending me an email and I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like the instructions were very clear. Well, you know what I mean? And then I start yeah. getting, you know, resentful because yeah. they didn't listen to my instructions. Whereas I wouldn't even get that upset if they were yeah. literally coming to me in like a VR space and they're like, Hey, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, Hey, no, it's cool. You know what I mean? I would be more chill yeah. about it because yeah. I get, you know, you get disconnected on both ends. There's a lack yeah. of communication. Therefore there's a lack of understanding, but my, my anger, you know, my frustration can get flared up a little easier because it's harder for me. You know, there's, I'm talking to 55 different people in this exact yeah. same context, yeah. and they're all just email addresses, you know. Yeah. With stupid. I think it's interesting. Questions. Like, we'll see. I think like the Skype, like video chat sorts of things, definitely add something else to the picture that like VR doesn't have. Like, you still get facial expressions and stuff like that that mm. you can't read. And like, there's more to like doing this than just like two hands moving around. Sure, so it's, sure. Like, I think at some point they'll probably merge a little bit better. And I don't think that like anyone's going to hop on VR right now, unless there's something very like they need to share a physical space for something. And I can't even really think of a good example unless you're like, I don't know, like machining something and you need to like point to the different parts of the machine or whatever. Right. Like, you know, it's like the whole, like, you know, like the screen sharing thing is super helpful if you're trying yeah. to like help somebody with their computer, you know, yeah. but it's like, I mean, maybe for something like, um, Maybe some medical thing or something. Yeah, or, or you're or talking like, 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 like any sort of or like, like a VR. Or like think about like how cool like a VR a shared VR space would be for like a yoga class. Sure, I mean, that gets, it gets you know, into other things. Yeah, yeah. that would be I cool. Think, I think like mechanics sorts of stuff would be interesting. Like, like if you could like yeah. pull up a fake car and be like, oh, this part here, sure. like can make sure that this does. And so like, I think there's definitely spaces where it could be useful, but it's still too... like for taking online classes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be neat. Yeah, that'd be. But yeah. you could even like have someone do it. Like you could test someone by having the, like giving them a fake car. Oh right, them, yeah, yeah. Like go figure it out, and they could go grab the parts and do whatever. But yeah, uh, yeah. There, there are like some things where I'm like this could be really useful, but it still feels like a little like niche. Like, 
yeah yeah because professional sorts of things yeah even yeah i guess even the meeting thing i feel like personally i feel like the kind of thing you and i are doing is is sufficient i don't need to see it because all the all the things are we're talking about like i can gesticulate very effectively without any (laughs) extra hardware you know right right and uh and with you know even just basic broadband is plent is plenty for what we're doing you know right so i don't know yeah and so i think i guess the so the other end of things like getting back into like entertainment sorts of stuff sure. there's definitely some um there's definitely like some simple like takes on some simple games that i think have been done really well like um there was one one of the so valve basically made this like what they call the lad and there's a bunch of different like mini games that they let you play and some of them are fairly interesting and like one of the more interesting ones was kind of like a it kind of reminded me of um kind of like an asteroid sort of game where instead of playing on a flat plane though you're playing in 3d so you like pick up the ship and then there's like guys that spawn in and like chase at you and you have to kind of like fly the ship around by hand and i'm like well this is a really interesting space because like flying things in 3d kind of works in like with like a controller or whatever but like this kind of lets you see the whole perspective and do like very fine manipulations and stuff which was like really that's really neat what a cool idea yeah yeah it's like, like star you're fox like a, you know like playing yeah it's like, star like, fox 64 like star fox 64 like if that, you're yeah. like playing from like a third person right like, right i think star fox was a third person wasn't it star fox 64 i think so i didn't play i didn't play much of it i played it like in a couple of friends yeah. houses so my memory is in it's, it's like games. it's like you get fine motor control and there's like a lot of people and you kind of can like squeeze yourself through things that's kinda really like, neat if like if you've played like snake sort of games yeah. before, you have to kinda like sneak mm-hmm. through certain things it's kind of like that where there's like a lot of bullets coming at you, you have to kind of like weave yeah yeah, yeah right 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 which is like kind of cool it's kind of like a cool take on things what was that crazy nintendo uh, um that crazy xbox 360 game that was out like eight or nine years ago it was like Geometry Wars. Was that what it was yeah, called? Yeah, Ge- yeah, yeah. Where you had to like really of... fucking. It was two D, but you had to like really make your way through like around the shot. Like you couldn't get hit yeah. at all. And it was kind of like that in three D, but a little bit simpler. So it's not like mind blowingly difficult. I would try it, but that's not my yeah, kind of game, really, man. Yeah. I like it, it's like cool to like kind of play with. Yeah. Um, but the one that the one game that I think like that really blew me away on it like um, was this game called Lone Echo that was made specifically for the Oculus Rift, but you can. There's this whole like hackery sort of community to get it working on other things too. But basically um, the idea is that, and it kind of like mixes a lot of the, it kind of solves a lot of the different problems by having a very specific like storyline and genre. But basically the idea is that um, you're a you're a robot on a space station with this woman who's working there alone. And basically you're her robot that's there to like help her out. But you're like a totally like Android robot where you have like full arms, legs and everything. And so, um, a sex robot. Oh yeah, definitely. That's okay. exactly. And that's so that's the whole right? yeah. the whole game that's, is like the whole game cute. is you just use your robot penis to pleasure yeah. this woman. And... Exactly, exactly. But um, I try. But it. so what? So what they do is like now the game is in zero gravity, and so instead of like having to have some weird mechanism to like walk around the room, then when you get to the border, like reset to like go somewhere else, then walk around the room again. Instead, it's, like, all zero gravity, and you move around by, like, grabbing the walls and then, like, pushing yourself off and letting go. And so it's, like, a totally different type of game, and it, like, totally uses virtual reality really well because you, like, you're, like, holding on to a thing. You turn and, like, look at the wall and, like, grab that wall and, like, pull yourself over. And, like, going and, like, walk down the wall that way, and you kind of go, like, hand to hand. 
and you can like push yourself. I, you know, I really love games that have a new take on movement. Yeah. But, like what was that game that came out fairly recently where you're uh, you're a snake, and you, uh, the all the the whole game, as far as I know, is all you can do is wrap your snake body around things to travel Weird. around, and you have to like. <laughs> You have to get the, the game has like kind of a complex physics engine, and you have yeah. to like wrap the right way around stuff to climb. So like, and like, yeah, yeah, interesting. I love I stuff seen... like that. And yeah. there's um, uh, there's another game where you are a. Uh, it's a similar game to another game I play that's called Mount Your Friends, um, which is a game where you you have four limbs, and each of them can grab and let go, yeah. and that's all that happens. And you have to like use your momentum to swing and like grab on with one and then swing and let go with the other and then grab the other like in all four of your limbs can do it and there's a similar game where you're just in a pot like you're sitting in like yeah a big i played giant. that one yeah, yeah what is that what is that one called that's uh, some, getting over it or getting something. over it yeah that's what yeah. it is yeah. yeah and the only thing that grabs is like you have like a pickaxe or something yeah. or a hammer yeah and you can yeah i love games that have a new take yeah. on on movement oh speaking yeah. of which um xbox one their free game of the month in march is going to be super hot have you seen oh, this game? That so I haven't I played haven't, it, dude. I've wanted to play it for so long, and I just I haven't, haven't played Super Hot itself, but I played Super Hot VR, and so I don't oh, know. Oh, but that's crazy. Is, but re- that's like one of the other, like one of my other really favorite games. Oh, so, cool, man! I can't let, wait let, to play it. So let me finish. It. So on Lone, I'll come back to Super Hot on yeah, Lone sorry. Echo. There's a lot of things that um, because you're you're still like a you're still a humanoid form, and like in a lot of games, like you know, you like look down, you can like kind of see your feet. And there's yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Like, in this game, it feels like it's your actual body because your hands are perfectly mapped. And, like, when you do, like, these sorts of things, it can still pick up on it. So it can, like, it, like, follows your arm very fluidly. And so when you're doing this, you can, like, see your virtual arms doing the same thing. And then your, like, legs kind of float with you because it's zero gravity or whatever. That's But a lot of the interactions that they have are done really well where, like, um, they're, like, oh, we need you to scan something. So you bring out your scanner. And when you bring out your scanners, you, like, hold up your wrist and there's this little button on your wrist and you press it and it like slides out and you like aim it into something and you like push a button on it and then when it scans something you like pull a thing out of it and so you're like doing this in real space like trying to pull something off of your other hand Whoa. and it's really hard to describe but it like it feels very natural and it feels like you actually have something like on your hand that you're like pulling out and everything and they That's create neat. a lot of really interesting dynamics where like oh, now, like, go put these, like, cargo boxes back in the slots in the wall because they fell out, and you, like, pull yourself around the room, grab the box, and then you have to, like, kind of, like, swing your way across, get back, and then, like, slide it in, right? And it's, like, a lot of the game is just built around this, like, totally different movement dynamic, and they've done it really, really well. They have, like, a thing where you have to, like, press a button on, like, your helmet, and, like, you have to, like, bring the controller to your head, and, like, their controls are, like, the controllers basically have like multiple triggers on them. And so the way that they do is like when you pull the inner button, it basically makes your other finger stick out. And then the other button it like flexes your finger. Oh, so like neat. normally your hands like this. And when you push like the button that goes with these fingers, your hand goes like this. And then when you push this button, it goes like this. And you can do like these sorts of things. Oh, and that's cool. It's done by like actually grabbing the wall. Cause you like, do you remember, hand- do you remember those toys from way back that, um, it was like a hand and you pull on like uh, your fingers go into like these little things, and when you pull on them, it pulls on cables that make a hand bend that's just like longer than your regular hand. No, I've I had one of those. Geez, probably twenty years ago, my cousin that's had one of those, and we played around with it. Yeah. And it was literally that. It was like a hand. If you took a hand and made a mechanical hand, yeah. so the tendons would pull. 
yeah. and they were on springs the other way, so it would rest set open. And yeah. you, you had your fingers go in these little loops, and as you pulled the the cables, it would pull, and you could do all your it's fingers like individually. Sort of I'm thing. sure. Yeah. yeah. Like when you do that, like you feel like you have like that's your hand. Right. You could easily hard. use it to pick stuff up because yeah. it works the same way your hand works. And it's really like it's hard to describe until you do it. But like in VR, when you have things that are mapped right. to these sorts of things, and you like have to, make it becomes it natural very quickly. I imagine. So yeah. And when you like can see your hand moving out in the right place isn't it scary isn't it scary how easily like our brains can be hacked like that yeah it's just so adaptable that it's like okay this is my world this is the world now yeah you know what i mean so it's like it's not crazy to think that once vr gets to the point where there is a lot of haptic feedback people are going to get lost in it dude have you seen i mean the thing is like there is still some like nausea sort of like i don't usually get nauseous from these sorts of things and like i've done a bunch of stuff with like 3d and it doesn't usually bother me but like the fact that like moving my head and like keeping track of where i am in space and then you like take it off you're like whoa 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 that's not where i thought i was or like you're moving around the room and you kind of like bump into something you're like wait i thought i was on the other side it's like oh my god it's a little bit disorienting and it makes it a little bit like it's definitely tiring like i'm a, i'm someone who can like sit and play a video game for like 10 hours but sure. like these it's like you get a couple hours in and it's like somewhat mentally exhausting and like you're actually doing a lot more physical movement so it's a little physical like wow. there was one point where i was playing something i don't remember what it was i think it was lone echo where it's like i'm actually physically tired from like yeah, you're actually expending your body that's wild I'm like this is weird but um yeah, so super hot, super hot. I don't know exactly how the non VR one works, but the way that the VR one works is that there's basically like, there's people that are coming at you. They have like guns. It's or the same. Motion yeah. only happens if you're moving. Yeah, and so like motion only happens when you're moving. But the thing in VR is that turning your head does it too, so you can't even like look around. And so like, I think it's probably the same in the game too because you yeah. have you know obviously multiple controls. Yeah, to move and but like and the stuff. thing is, so like some guy comes at you with like a knife or a gun, and you like literally have to like reach out and like grab it and then like turn and shoot it. And That's so like, wild. there's a lot of and so like because it goes slow slow motion, you can like dodge around bullets and right, stuff. Right. And I think. I think that's probably one of the things that VR probably does better is that like um, when someone shoots at you, you see the bullet coming, you can kind of just like do this and it just oh, like and literally you turn your head and look like, by it. Oh, that's and wild, it's, like, man. really nutty. And it's like, I don't know. That's really cool. And then I would kind of, love to play that. The other thing is that like when people are coming at you from multiple sides, you can kind of turn and see where one guy is and like turn and look away and like keep your hand there ready to grab the thing and like grab it without looking and stuff like that, which is really interesting. Too. Huh? Which is, like, something that, like, I didn't realize how easy this would be in VR, but, like, when you see where something is, it's really easy to, like, reach out and grab it. And so, like, they, like, show you where the controllers are in space in some things. And so, like, in, like, this uh, Steam, like, virtual reality sort of, like, home thing, it shows you, like, where the controllers are because that's all your, like, only real interaction point. What I found interesting is that, like, I'll put the controllers down, take the headset off or whatever, and, like, put the headset back on be like oh shit where did i put the controls you can like literally look around in vr and see where they are and just like reach out and grab the thing in real space too and it's like this shouldn't work so easily and it like Whoa. hurts your head and it's like that thing's just sitting on the floor let me grab it and it's it, like, wild works. it's like it's really it's it's creepy how well it works but. have you <laughs> my cat just fell off the ottoman <laughs> um <laughs> Have you seen that new show on Amazon, Electric Dreams? No, no. It's like Amazon's take on Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah. And there's a one. The first episode is about this woman who has a stressful life. She's like a cop. It's in the future, and her her 
partner is like, hey, why don't you try this VR thing? You can just live the life of another person, kind of step out of your own mm-hmm. shoes for a little while. Mm-hmm. So she gives it a try, and she, like, wakes up in in the bed of, like, this man, and he is, like, a big CEO and stuff. like. The whole point is, like, she eventually starts to not be sure which one which is, is her real life because yeah. in both both ones, like – in the one where she's the guy, the guy puts on a VR headset to be the woman, and in her re- in her real life, she puts on a headset to be the guy. But they take place in different time periods. It's it's crazy, dude. And it's like you get to a point watching it that you're not even sure anymore which one's the real one because obviously the people in both of them are like you're using that VR headset too much. You're gonna get lost in it. And like <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh my god, it's so strange, man. It's what's because- it called? Uh, it's called Electric Dreams. It's based up based on uh, Philip K. Dick and his uh, the writings of him. Yeah. Um, which is what Blade Runner is based off of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, which I saw the new one, by the way. It's awesome. If you haven't seen it, <laughs> I haven't. I haven't seen it, dude. It's dope. Really good. Um. But yeah, it's it. I don't know. It's wild, man. But all the, you know, all the VR things like that take place in the future is literally like somebody just putting like a neural net on their head or just like putting a thing on their temple and they're not yeah. putting a headset on. They're not like yeah. holding things. They literally like boop and they lay down and they're just in, they're in, yeah. you know, well, it's kind of like, you've seen Avatar. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of like that where it's like at some point it's like, well, which one's really real? If I can just mm. live in the other one, is that even fake anyway? It's like a really yeah. Yeah. strange concept. But. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so I thought of something that, uh, is kind of related to VR that we can talk about for a minute. Uh, seeing as how you and I are both last time I checked Nintendo switch owners. Yes. (laughs) Uh, there is, there was an announcement recently of a new, everybody's going all these crazy directions with technology. Nintendo says, Hey, let's make some shit out of cardboard. Have you seen that? The Nintendo Labo? No, I haven't seen it. Okay. Um, this isn't live. What I want you to do, go on YouTube, watch the Nintendo Labo, L-A-B-O announcement. Please. Right. Could you, you know what, can you do this too? Can you do a screen share so we can watch it together? Uh, at the bottom of your, um, yeah. at the bottom of your thing, it says screen share. So do yeah, that so we can both watch it. Is it the first look at Nintendo Labo? Yes. Exactly. Yep. We'll pull that up and then share I have like a million windows open, so I'm trying to find the right one. Sure. Like... At the yeah, at the bottom of your Zoom window, there's a big green button that says Share Screen. Yeah, but there's like I have so many Chrome windows and everything open, I can't find the right one. Here it is. Oh, okay. are you? Do you have it open in the browser? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know you could even do that. Okay, cool. You see, I do. You I see, see it, this. and we're good. Yep. Um, this isn't this isn't going to record properly, and I probably shouldn't even anyway. But All I'll right, just get well. the. Uh, I don't know what does this look like on. Oh, oh yeah, no, this is fine. Okay. So I can't hear it, obviously, but oh, that's okay. That. I've seen it before, so it's, I know what it is. Yeah, there's not much to hear anyway. Just like music. Yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll narrate a little bit. There's a piece of cardboard that looks like it was maybe laser uh, cut. And somebody's yeah. folding up like a puzzle, what kind of looks like a puzzle kind of what? thing, and they're building a structure, and it's like a piano. It says Nintendo Labo on it, 
and they're taking their Joy-Cons off and sticking the Nintendo Switch unit into it. So now it's a little mini keyboard with the Switch in And you slide your Joy-Cons into the sides. And... And and now now what you're thinking right now is, huh? Right? You're thinking, what is this? No, I like get it. It's like right. No, you don't. You it's, think it's, you get it, but you don't get it yet. Cause watch. It's basically those things become controllers, right? Yes, but there's a lot more going on inside those boxes than there appears to be. Cause there's all kinds of like VR sensors and uh, not VR IR sensors, like IR reflective surfaces on the cardboard and shit. And you have, like, all these weird elastic, like, rope pulley weird things happening. It's using the accelerometers, but also, like, using the IR sensor that's in the one of the Joy-Cons okay. to track. Okay, that it's... one really – that really – The robot one looks bananas, dude. You have these – you have, like, attached these things to your feet, and I'm shocked you haven't seen this because the whole th- the whole crazy thing about this is like everyone's doing crazy tech stuff and Nintendo's like we're going cardboard. <laughs> What's cheap is all hell. Right? And the first comment on Reddit I think when this thing got announced was like now I can officially say that I never ever can predict what Nintendo's going to do next. I can never yeah, predict this is it. Funny. What the hell? Yeah, dude. And then it just goes into customization with colors and stuff like that. But yeah. it's it's bananas, dude. I can't. And these kits are apparently not cheap, but they do come with games. So it's like you buy a kit that's like a uh, the cardboard unit and all the ways to build, you know, the way to build it and the game that you play with it. And I think they're pretty standard retail um, game prices. I think maybe yeah. fifty bucks. Because I don't yeah. think they're like fully fleshed out like AAA titles. I think it's yeah. going to be kind but you're of also you know, getting a physical thing with it, right? So. But my question is like, are they going to release this to third party developers? You know what I mean? Like, will third party people be able to? I mean, I don't see why not, right? I mean, could they which like? Part could of they copy? Well, that well, yeah, like could they copyright the idea of making a cardboard thing that you can put the Nintendo Switch stuff into I and use really, it as a separate? I don't know. I don't know. I doubt it. I doubt it I too. Don't. I hope not. But this is kind of I, so. I don't know. I don't. Did you ever? Follow, did you follow the Google cardboard thing when it was literally cardboard? No, I did not. It was like so. Google cardboard was basically similar sort of idea, but basically the idea was that you would like print like a sheet of paper and like put it on top of a piece of cardboard and like cut oh. it out. Can I just pause real up. quick? I just yeah. need to pause you real quick because I literally just got a notification. Oh. I literally just got a notification from somebody commenting on my Instagram saying this podcast is awesome. I don't know if they're a real person or not, but it's Joe H six three forty, but they have zero post zero followers. So maybe they just made their account or something. If you're a real person, thanks. Awesome. Glad you appreciate it. <laughs> I saw the notification on my computer screen, so I just wanted to shout. Yeah, he's a real person. You just got the, the first legit shout out. So yeah. sorry. So the Nintendo, uh, I mean the uh, Google Cardboard thing. Yes. So it was essentially that you would like you would basically cut the shape out of a piece of cardboard. You like print it out, and I think you just layer the paper over a piece of cardboard, and, like okay. cut it out yourself, and then you'd fold it up to make a thing that you slide your phone in and put on your head. Right. Okay. So it's like the same sort of idea, but so basically, I don't know how like 
obviously some of those are ridiculously complex you probably need some like high quality cardboard for them but like yeah. some smaller ones you could probably print out and like yeah. take the last amazon box you use them like cut it out of it and sure control, right like so i would think so yeah and, then, and it seems like a lot of them are like string and stuff like that too and it's like my first like sure they could build they always did those like plastic controllers for all sorts of remote things and yeah everything. yeah like they could have just done the same thing but I suspect this isn't just to make it cheaper, but also to make it more a DIY sort of thing and be able to do it yourself. Yeah, because it almost feels sort of Lego-y kind of. And yeah. But the question is, like, cardboard doesn't hold up for shit. So what happens when the thing I bought for 50 bucks suddenly, it, you know, or I spill a drink on it and it, there's no it's right. not, there's right. no coming back from that. You know what I mean? Right. So, so I wonder could, Yeah. I wonder yeah, what I mean, the they could be are like be. better heavier duty cardboard or something like that. But like, if they're pay- charging fifty dollars for the whole thing, like you have to buy the game again to be able to get another one. That's kind of silly. But. I doubt that'll be the case. I'm sure you can get standalone stuff for it, but yeah. how much is that going to be? Is it going to be ten dollars yeah. for a piece of laser cut cardboard? Yeah. It's not going to be yeah. cheaper than that, and it's not right. going to be that cheap. Right. So yeah, I don't know. But at that I point, guess like, why don't you out of plastic, right? But I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think what's interesting also is that like, like you're saying, like, can they really copyright this? Because the from what I understand, from what I remember, the Joy Cons are literally just Bluetooth, and you could just connect them to like your computer or whatever. Yeah. So like, let's just stop some other random third party to make this for PC or something and do their own standalone thing and have their own printouts and stuff. But who knows? Yeah, we shall see. I don't think there's a release date on it yet. Uh, yeah, I don't think, but. Well, this video says avail- available April 20th, 2018, but who knows what that really is. Oh, yeah, maybe that is the case. Okay. I didn't remember seeing a date. Um, have oh, you... also, that's 420. That's kind of – I hope that uh, wasn't what's, intentional. Is, four, is 420 a significant date for some reason? I'm not no. – uh, no? Hmm. No, I was just commenting on the fact that that's two months from now. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is a family-friendly podcast. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's well, not. I don't know. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's not at all. Um, there was something that tipped me off in the beginning, and I don't remember what you said, but there was something that you said that I was like, I knew where this was going. Oh, also, there was the whole comment about Lone Echo and being the sex robot. For the oh, movie. right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So they kind of, I guess, kind of threw it out there. <laughs> um, uh, have you played the new uh, Mario game? No, only a little bit. I, I My Switch it. has basically become my, like, when I'm traveling device and not okay. much else, but um. the only game I've been playing on there lately is uh, Stardew Valley. Oh really? I yeah, didn't know I that. Was kind of, I didn't know that was released for it. But. Yeah, man. I I got it like the day it came out. I think. I've heard a lot of good I, things about it. But. I knew nothing about Stardew Valley, and yeah. as soon as the people were like, "Oh my God, Stardew Valley comes out today," and people went Reddit went bananas yeah. for it, and I was like, yeah. "The game's twenty five bucks. I guess I'll just get it." And yeah. It's I'm I'm like I think I'm like almost forty hours into it. It's one of those games where it's like one of my friends. There's one of my friends that like tried to get me to play this other game a while ago that was twenty bucks. I was like, this looks like really stupid. I don't see the point. I'm never gonna play. It. I play. I bought it and I like at this point. This is like a year ago, but like mm-hmm. I very quickly put eight hundred hours into it. I went like naughty on this game. And so he told God me about damn. Value. He told me about Stardew Valley, and I'm like. It might be another one of those, but I'm going to hold off on it because I don't think I'd I don't it. think you could put 800 hours in. I mean, if you played multiple saves, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm on the big uh, spring. The way it works is you have a year is four seasons, and each season is 28 days. 
And each day I think in real time is like 20 minutes or something like that. Maybe something like that. So I don't know. I'm not going to bother trying to do the math in my head on that, but um, I'm a year. I'm yeah. So I'm in spring, maybe almost a quarter way through year two, but I have like 40, you know, almost 40 hours in the game, Mm -hmm. but there's all these crazy side plots to the game and the amount of collectibles is ridiculous. Collectibles always get me because I spend all the time trying to get everything. Yeah. Well, some of the collectibles you need to push the storyline forward. Like, you know, the whole, like one, the main mission of the game is to, is to, um, uh, um, fix up the community center, which is run by these little, like, I don't know, gnome things, but you have to collect certain items and give them to them. And once you complete certain chunks of the collection, they, they fix up different rooms of the community center until you do the whole thing. And But that's just a small percentage of all the items there are in, to collect in the game. And there's, mm-hmm. like, a museum you can fill up with gems and shit like that. I don't need to get yeah, into the whole thing. But, stuck. Yeah, it's crazy. But then there's it all these like weird side things. Like, you can have relationships in the game, and you can farm all kinds yeah. of different things and have all, have all kinds of different food production and, like, foraging and fishing. And it's bananas. It's crazy. But I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, yeah. And between that and Star Wars, the only two games I play lately. Did you yeah, hear the the Nintendo Switch got um, somebody managed to put like fully functional Linux on it? I, I did. I heard that. I haven't looked too deeply in it. But, I don't um, think there's much to know yet because they haven't revealed yeah. how they did it. Um, but they they showed a video demo where they have like a fully functioning browser and keyboard yeah. and internet access. Obviously, did you see um, the kind of the opposite. Someone. There was a bunch of people that managed to get uh, Breath of the Wild running the Wii U version running on a PC emulator, and so they can run it in 4K 3D. And it's no, like, it's kind of nutty. I'm like, That's cool. uh, at this point, like I might start over and start playing it that way instead. But that was really wait in 4K 3D. You mean VR? Well, uh, kind 3D of 3D and 3D, and that like any way that you could um, kind of the way that I was doing 3D vision stuff before. But basically, like you can take the game. When you have the rendering pipeline, you can like basically re-render the game from the split to the three eyes. So you can like render the left eye, render the right eye, and then you can like it looks. Oh, okay. So you could potentially play it on a VR headset if I, you wanted uh, to. It's a little bit different, but yeah, kind of. No, okay. I don't know. It's more like if you. It's more like watching a 3D movie than it is a VR headset. But what hardware do you need to even experience that? I guess um, that's my question. Either like a 3D TV or oh, like okay. the NVIDIA 3D Vision stuff. You can do it in a VR headset, but it ends up being like you're looking at a 3D movie screen in space. Okay. Which is like a little weird, but I've done it. There's also like I've watched like some like 3D movies and stuff on it, and it's like this weird phenomenon. Where it's like you're in a headset in a fake world watching a tv of a fake it's like it's like yeah that's super weird to me yeah i would try it but i mean it would be great for me because um i don't have like a space to go in my house like to go watch a movie if i want to really it's like you know it's always like i have to be quiet and stuff so that would be useful for me for sure um yeah but you know i don't have that hardware either yeah yeah, I don't, I don't know. Generally, I'd say like there's definitely there's definitely some good stuff in the VR space, but it's like mm. would, would I recommend throwing down five hundred dollars to go experience some of these things when all the games cost a bunch of money? Like, 
Probably not if you like have a Depen bunch of money sitting around yeah, to depends, like yeah. how expendable, how much expendable I, income do you have? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely like it's expensive. I don't. It's hard to say if it's really worth it. I like I have mm -hmm. like disposable income to like throw at it, and like I got a bunch of stuff out of it. And, like I think it was worth it, but it's definitely a proceeds kind of thing. So the moral of the story is, you were skeptical. You decided to pull the trigger, and you were pleasantly yeah. surprised with. I was the state pleasantly of it. surprised, but I'm still skeptical where it's gonna go. So it's like it sure. made me a little bit more of a believer, but I'm still on the like. That's fair. I don't know. It okay. definitely like like what Lone Echo convinced me is that like if games take this to be the thing and they design themselves around it, it's mm -hmm. really good. If you don't design the game for it, it's clunky and a little weird, and like certain types of games just aren't going to work. Like, I was playing a bunch of, like, first-person shooter type stuff, and that's, like, it's real... I don't I don't know how to describe this, but I think it has to do with, like, the way that they do rendering of, like, eyes and the way that, like, we focus on... We have, like, eye dominance and stuff that I don't think mm. VR accounts for very well, but, like, trying oh, to look down okay. at the gun and something is, like... Kind of weird. It's, like, it's definitely weird, somewhat difficult. You can get better at it, but it's, like, a very strange experience. Yeah. And maybe... Maybe someone solves hmm. that someday, but it's just like I think VR games are going to be kind of like mobile, where it's like an offshoot and like a different style of game, and it'll attract a different type of person. Yeah, and, I think that was our speculation when we first yeah. talked about it was that it's not going to replace regular video games, maybe ever. Yeah. It'll just be a, yeah. a different thing that people do, you know, as yeah, like basketball like, as opposed to football. You know, it's like yeah, it's kind of like I could see it taking space of some games, kind of like Minecraft, where it's like semi-social, semi multiplayer sure. world experience games that aren't too like don't require fine control and like really explicit like hardcore shooting and stuff like that sure i think there's definitely like it's somewhere between like the family game genre but it's also like the social aspect has to be multiplayer like right. has to be over the internet because like well socially... it's definitely gonna well the other thing too is i mean the whole um idea of creating some sort of like horror experience um that's going to so, be great for that too. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely games that I'm like, I don't know that I feel comfortable playing that. The one, so the one game that kind of drove me into this was um, a game called Subnautica, which mm -hmm. is um, the basic premise is that you like crash land. Um, you're like you're on like a ship going through space. I don't want to like ruin too much because it's a very story driven game and like okay. a very experiential game. But basically, like you were going through space on some sort of large spaceship. You fall off. You crash and like. The spaceship crashes, you fall off, and you're like basically like you're alone, trying to survive, but you're on a just giant ocean world. And so, like That's the cool. whole game is like oh, diving. Subnautica is just it's yeah. a was it is you can get that on regular consoles too, can't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you can. I, I think so. I think because so. it's kind it's kind of got like down. a uh, No Man's Sky kind of feel to it, right? Yeah, it's a yeah. Small, I think I have that. It's, it's really good. I like definitely recommend it. It's, okay. Um, but it's kind of like a – it's a story-based game where basically you crash and you're trying to get back off the planet and, like, figure out what's going on and, like, who else survived and that sort of stuff. Um, but it's – because it's a diving game, there's a lot of, like, you have oxygen and, like, hunger and water that you have to keep replenishing. Oh. And so, like, you can, like, go into a cave and get stuck. And then it's, like, it's dark in places so, like, things can jump out at you. So that was the game that kind of drew me into it because it's, like, okay, if I could be more immersed in this, it would be even cooler – and, like, because the controls are a little weird, it's hard to recommend. It's, like, I'd say if you enjoy the game, like, it's worth playing in VR, but it's not worth playing. I wish, I wish I had played this game already because just yesterday I did a podcast with my cousin, and we started – I started doing, like, themes for them. 
Yeah. And the theme for yesterday was like underground stuff and like caves yeah. kind of things. And a big part of our conversation was how fucking ridiculous and stupid it is to go scuba diving in an underwater cave. Yeah. And that playing that game would have yeah. been a good um, analog, yeah. you know, to kind of call upon. Yeah, no, definitely. So um, one of the things that I noticed was uh, there's a lot of there, like I didn't realize how disorienting it would be to yeah. like go into a cave underwater. Like normally in games, I go into a cave and it's totally fine. But doing it in like 3D and like the way that this game lays them out, it's like really fucking hard and it's really easy to get lost. Wow, and that's so, like, wild, man. Yeah, and so I was like started pulling the Reddit for it and everything. And I was like, some guy posted this picture of like, he's like, oh, this belongs in the game. And it was literally like, there was like a sign, like it was in real life. There was yeah. like a sign by an underwater cave that was like, uh-huh. don't go in, you will get lost. People and you will die. die. Yeah, yeah, I've and seen that. Yep. Really That's lost. funny. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, like that was a game that's like, it's kind of horror and like the VR experience like definitely makes it worse. And there have been some like horror-ish <laughs> sorts of games that I'm like, I don't know that I could handle this, honestly. Yeah. Like, it seems a little much, but yeah, I mean, I guess the whole thing, you know, I, I, I kind of have to maybe retract a little bit of what I said. Like, if you're into horror, then it will be, it'll be good for that. Somebody yeah. like me who I'm not into horror, and even jump scares for some reason yeah. don't really no. get me. Um, and I don't like. For me, I would be more fascinated by the idea of some sort of um, uh, paranormal crazy shit happening to me than it giving me like you know like anxiety or whatever so i wouldn't be i if you have to already be into horror to probably be able to appreciate the um the potential of horror in vr because the only game vr game i played was this game where it was on the playstation vr and what you do is you're just on like a roller coaster track going very slowly for most of it and you have guns. You can you like dual wield guns, and you just shoot at things like monsters <laughs> that pop up and shit like that, and they can attack you and stuff. And I just thought it was a fun game. Like it didn't. There's like yeah. all kinds of jump things and yeah. blah blah blah. And it just yeah. for me, it was just like okay, I have to react quickly to shooting the thing. It wasn't like oh god, like there's a monster, yeah, you know. No, yeah. But there's there's also like I don't know. There, I think. I think VR is really good for like the experiential game sort of thing. Like, sure. it's definitely like shooters are a little tricky. Yeah. Doing like, um, if you're trying to do things like an RTS game or whatever, like controlling a bunch of different units is definitely easier with a mouse and keyboard. Like, um, sure, sure. Light Sims, I don't know, maybe you could do it, but like, it seems like the tight like story based games that really want you to like feel like you're inside the game. I think de- are like a good are a good fit for this, and I think that's why Lone Echo works really well, is because it's like you're supposed to feel like the actual robot on the right ship. right or, yeah because there's like those telltale games those telltale uh series of all those games that are out right now where it's not necessarily like a game you're just kind of making decisions yeah, yeah. and um i think that thing would be more my speed because um that's kind of what, where it would probably get me because i'm the kind of person where i can get engrossed in a store like you know like a book yeah. or even you know I so think... visually i get i get into it very well so if you're if you're blocking out the rest of my senses and i can look literally look around and shit that would be right up my alley i think you would i think you would like subnautica a lot i'm surprised that you haven't played it more you... i just don't you know i'm not the only yeah. reason I even have been playing Star Wars so much is because I reconnected with my cousin through the podcast and stuff, yeah. and it's a lot of fun for us to kind of get together yeah. and get on there and play together. So, yeah, um, yeah I don't know. Um, I'll, you know, if I have uh, some free time, I'll definitely check it out for sure. Yeah. 
cool, man. Well, I think we about cool. uh, I think we hit a lot of different topics there. This is this yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, this is great, yeah. man. Um, I gotta have you on again. Yeah, no, for sure. Definitely. Hit me up with another one around these sorts of topics. I'm definitely down. Yeah, sure, man. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you know, uh, me and Joey just kind of were talking about whatever for a while, but then we started to get on some topics. We got some feedback from people that um, were a little too all over the place with our conversation. Yeah, and yeah. unless it, you're just using it as background noise, it's I might I guess it's kind of hard to be engaged with. So sure. if we kind of have a topic that you know ahead of time, like we're talking about stuff that's underground or you know, I, yeah. I haven't released that one yet, but the one before that was uh, uh I don't remember something else, but uh you know kind of having some kind of idea what you're getting getting into yeah. before you know allows you to be a little more engaged. And I've gotten yeah, feedback from some people. Yeah, and I've gotten feedback from some people that um, while they're listening to it, more than one person has said to me that they start talking because they <laughs> think – and I don't know if it's because they know us really well and they have had conversations with us. But more than one person has said to me um, that they, they literally are about to like engage in the conversation then they realize that they can't, <laughs> which is cool. crazy because like what more could I ask for? Yeah, for somebody listening you to have it, really you know, engaged audience apparently. Dude, I, well, yeah, um, but like I said, those are people who are know who know both of us, so that's why I'm really right. like, I really, really want to get feedback from people who, um, you know, who I don't know personally. Um, yeah. What's really cool though is I got uh, there are people right now listening in London, England, and Stockholm, Sweden. Which is really cool because it was really funny because one night I wake up to like a record number of downloads overnight. And I was like, holy shit, that's crazy. And then I looked at where they are and like 10 of them were out of London and eight, uh, seven of them were out of uh, Stockholm, Sweden. And I was like, what the fuck? What? Like, how did anyone – how does – what? What? <laughs> that's insane. And then I – and then that's during that same day, I got a notification from uh, Pippa, my hosting company. And they were like, oh, just so you know, you were approved for Spotify. <laughs> and a couple minutes later, I was like, oh, I'm so dumb. Like, I know. <laughs> I knew that I was under review with Spotify. And Spotify was founded in Stockholm, Sweden. Yeah. And they also have a headquarters in London. And so it was just a bunch of people there listening to it. But <laughs> since I got approved for Spotify, since that, I've gotten more downloads in both places with uh, episodes I've put out. So... Shout out to whoever's out there, you know, hit me up. Let, I want your feedback. Obviously, you know, there's people, there's people in Hollywood right now. Um, there's, well, there's somebody, it just shows me the city. I assume yeah. it's one person that's continually downloading it. Yeah. It'd be a crazy coincidence otherwise. But yeah, there's, uh, somebody in Ashburn, Virginia, uh, that's following it. I just started, somebody just started following it up in, uh, Washington. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Something with a D. My apologies, Washington person. <laughs> but like all over the place, so people in Florida following it all over, dude. It's fucking cool. I, I yeah, and I don't know how they're finding it. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of know what platforms they're using, but I don't like. I don't have any feedback from anybody. So, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man. So thanks for coming on. This was great. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was me. great. Fun. Yeah. yeah. Um. And uh, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. I usually.